It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. It is FFC live on a Tuesday in early June all across the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Joe, a ton to get to here today on FFC. Some news and notes around the National Football League, Joe. And another big story that ties perfectly into what we do here, part of the Sports Grid Radio Network. The NFL is investigating the Indianapolis Colts and a specific individual player who was unnamed officially by the league's report, but from other media reports, Joe, has been identified as Isaiah Rogers Sr., who is being investigated for potential violations of the league's gambling policy. So here we are once again, Lisi, discussing an NFL player betting on something he is not allowed to and maybe not fully aware of the new rules in this new era where sports gambling of course has been a big partner and a big money driver for these football or for these professional leagues yeah i mean we talked about this with the situation uh, obviously with the detroit lions about a month ago right and here it is another player betting 25 and 50 dollar bets on his own team in the nfl and i heard a ton of people come out and say well the nfl is not doing a, a great job in terms of educating players that that is bs because at the end of the day if it's not the nfl it has to be the players uh, agents Telling them, you know, you cannot bet on your own games. You can't bet on NFL in any capacity if you want to jeopardize your career. That's the bottom line. If you're playing in the league and you want to have a long career in the NFL, you just don't gamble. Bottom line, just get away from it. It's bad news. Forget the gray areas. And these guys are making millions of dollars, okay, or 750 grand. He's betting 25 and 50 bucks a clip. Peanuts compared to what he loses now in potential endorsements and now his complete salary because nobody's going to pick him up moving forward. This is absolutely ridiculous that we see this in the NFL today. 
so a couple of things, Joe. As for the idea of Isaiah Rogers Sr. specifically, again, these are based on media reports that he is the individual identified for doing this. This has not been officially released from the league office or the Indianapolis Colts. The only thing Indy has said, Joe, is that, in fact, yes, the NFL has reached out to them about a possible violation of the league's gambling policy for an individual tied to their organization. What is really interesting, Joe, is the idea of who Isaiah Rogers Sr. is. He is a player that was drafted in the sixth round in the 2020 NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts, meaning he's been in the year in, in the league for about three seasons. His most impactful Joe was last year. He started nine games for Indianapolis, and due to some changes in that secondary, was stopped by many Joe entering this offseason this summer training camp on the horizon in about a month and a half to maybe be that primary outside cornerback for this Colts defense. So to give all of that up, Joe, in the final year of his four-year rookie contract because he placed some bets on an NFL game or a Colts game, as these media reports have indicated, is wildly dumb. But with that being said, Lisey Guy, this is something that we have now seen out play out a few times, Calvin Ridley being the main example, that he bet on games of the Atlanta Falcons when he was a member of the Falcons organization. Thus, he was suspended for a full NFL season. We saw it a few months ago when members of the Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders, a couple of them, Joe, betting on NFL games, suspended for the full year. Guys like Jamison Williams placing bets on non-NFL games, but within NFL facilities or those areas you are not allowed to, suspended for six games for 2023. It is clear, Joe, to me, that whether you agree with it or not, the rules of what is allowed under these new gambling policies must be better educated to the players. Betting on an NFL game, Joe, obviously is bad. Doesn't matter if sports gambling is legal or illegal or taboo in your area. You are never going to be allowed to do that because, Joe, as we both well know, the integrity of the game, the product inside the white lines, is always going to matter more to the National Football League than any other issue that might happen off the field or in the legal system outside of the playing surface. The integrity of the game in the sport, Joe, always matters most. But some of these new legalities within the gambling policy, Joe, must be better taught to NFL players. They should, but again, you know what? If I'm an NFL player, I understand you like the NHL, the NBA, college basketball. I get that, but it, it, it just pales in comparison to what they're making a majority of these guys in terms of the football field, right? Their, their career is first and foremost. If you want to gamble, I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to gamble. Just gamble on sports, right? Or go to a casino, play blackjack, play roulette. That's what it comes down to. I understand yeah. the ability to to gamble within a, uh, an NFL complex or team facility. I understand that that needs to be pounded home as well. But where's the agents in all this? I mean, why don't they take any of the responsibility? They have no problem taking 3 or 4% of the cut in terms of obviously the contractual obligations. But where are they in terms of educating their clients what they point. can do and what they can't do? It's a good point, Joe, because at the end of the day, though, the NFL is its own private organization. They are its own entity. They control the rules. FanDuel doesn't make the workplace policies for the National Football League. DraftKings has no say into the personal conduct policy or the gambling policy of a private organization. We'll keep diving through this, Joe, because it's a discussion worth having up next here on Sports Grid Radio and Football Full Circle. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on Football Full Circle. It is FFC on the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, Joe, it seems as though we are going to face another time of more gambling violations from a specific NFL player in the NFL's gambling policy. Again, the player has not been identified officially by the National Football League as they conduct their or, uh, investigation, but it is somebody within the Indianapolis Colts organization. And Joe, according to further media reports, ESPN and the like, all of them out there, it is Isaiah Rogers Sr., a cornerback about to enter his fourth year in the National Football League, who placed approximately somewhere, Joe, around 100 bets in a legal sportsbook account account tied to one of his friends or associates however some of those bets were on nfl games including games that featured the indianapolis colts which is the major no-no according to the league's gambling policy at least at the end of the day we can all poke fun at roger goodell we can all raise a ton of issues about how punishments are handled in the national football league you can do things that are abhorrent off the field like face 25 civil cases for sexual misconduct like Deshaun Watson did off the field for what was happening during his massage therapy consultations. Or, Joe, you can bet on an NFL game. One would seem a lot worse than the other in terms of morality and what is actually against the law. But when it comes to the overall product of the game played within the white lines on a football field in the National Football League, that is always going to reign supreme for what is punished. So, Joe, we can expect that if it is found that Isaiah Rogers Sr. actually did this, he is going to be suspended for at least a season, as we saw with Calvin Ridley, because messing with the integrity of the game, Joe, will always, right or wrong, come first for the National Football League. 
Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's the perception aspect, and I think that that's what people need to take into account, is, is that if people perceive the game to be tarnished in any capacity, right or wrong, that's why they're protecting it right now. And it's not the fact of, yeah, everybody likes to bet, or he's just, you know, dabbling in 25 and $50 bets. It's the fact of, let's just say, late in the game, he has an opportunity to make an interception, and he drops it. There's going to be people going through a fine-tooth comb through the game field to potentially see was you know, Rodgers, in fact, throwing a football game. And that once that perception creeps into the mindset of not just fans, but gamblers throughout the country, now you have a problem and a, and a product that's tarnished, and now you can't capitalize on a revenue perspective as it relates to growth and as it relates to, obviously, contractual obligations, not just for the players and owners, but the companies involved in the sport, right? And we know that, you know, sports books are involved with the NFL. That is not the point. It is just a sponsorship perspective. The players have to recognize that their careers come above and beyond the gambling aspect, that that sponsorship through FanDuel and other books, that's actually fueling their contraction, their contractual obligations and their revenue and salaries. That's why they're making so much. So why would you stop that if it means like like if somebody tells you you're not going to play football if you gamble on, on games, why do you have to do that in any capacity and even have that gray area around your career? It just makes yeah. absolutely no sense to me in any capacity. I'm sorry. That's where the agent, no. if you really care about yeah. your player and your clients, you need to jump in and do something. You're right, Joe. And that's the idea, right? Somehow, some way, yes, there needs to be more education about what is allowed under the NFL's new gambling policy, as is the case for other professional leagues, for college athletes, as well as we have seen, Joe. But one thing that is a surprise to nobody and should be communicated by anybody or just the overall common sense understanding, Joe, is that if you play in the National Football League, if you are the member of a coaching staff in the National Football League, if you you are in the equipment room for an NFL organization if you bet on an NFL game that's not going to be allowed that is never going to be allowed legally or illegally Joe some of the things that have happened since legal sports gambling has become more common around the country is the idea of the beauty of legal sports gambling. This account was made under the name of one of Rogers' associates, reportedly, of course, based on everything that we are hearing. But it is easily tracked to the individual, to the device, the pinpoint location of where that bet is placed. Everybody listening to the show right now, Joe, I guarantee you has probably bet on some sort of sport. It's why you're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You know that through a legal sports gambling app, as soon as you log into your phone and you log into that specific sports site, it tracks you to your location being verified. It could tell you the IP address that I placed the bet from. There is no getting past that, Joe. That is the beauty of sports gambling when it is legalized. You can track everything to AT. This has been happening long before sports gambling became legalized, but that's how we know it is this specific person or we can tie it down to this specific location. And the one thing, Joe, that will always be the major taboo no-no is betting on an NFL game that will never be anything but the truth. And so that has to be the first thing that you know, first and foremost. There is no benefit of the doubt, pat on the back, sorry, bud, the rules weren't all that clear. No. 
That's the easiest thing to have an understanding of, even more so, Joe, after what we saw with Calvin Ridley, sadly being the scapegoat of those kind of new rules in this new legal sports gambling era. You know it's going to cost you a year at bare minimum in terms of suspension, and you will be forced to reinstate for your membership in the National Football League. Some of the other ones, Joe, like Jamison Williams or whatever it was that he bet on, if he bet on an NBA game or a college football game but did so from inside the locker room, that's tough. But again, it's part of the rules, and that needs to be known. But the idea of betting on an NFL game, Joe, while you play in the National Football League, come on now. That's pretty easy no. to understand. Yeah, and, and Rodgers, you know, whether it's a year, year and a half, it's more than that. I can tell you that because there's going to be teams hesitant wanting to take a chance or an opportunity on a kid that made a huge mistake in terms of the cardinal sin, right? That is the creme de la creme. When we talk about sports gambling, you don't bet on NFL games, right? That's first and foremost. The fact that he did it and he tried to circumvent the, the situation by going through a friend or an acquaintance, I mean, that shows that obviously he really didn't care about the rules in that type of situation, right? So big picture, this is going to cost him years down the road. He might never play again. I, I don't know if he will, but if you're a team or an organization and you have an opportunity to take equal talent, are you going to take the kid that had a past gambling you know, situation where he got suspended or are you going to take the kid that maybe didn't you know, do that and obviously has a good background and knows and wants to play football? I'm not suggesting he's not a good kid. What I'm saying is you know when you come into the league do not bet on NFL games otherwise you're, you're going to put the league you're going to put your career you're going to put the organization in jeopardy and a statement after the fact doesn't do anybody any good yeah that's true Joe but if you're productive and you can win football games or help your team be better on whatever side of the ball it is you're still going to get signed. Calvin Ridley will play for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, and it seems as though he's in a good state of mind to really make an impact for that football team. Just because Isaiah Rodgers is suspended this upcoming season doesn't mean his days in the National Football League are done, regardless of what necessarily he did or how you perceive of how he handled this situation. We see a lot worse, Joe, get swept under the rug in the National Football League for players that can produce. Yes, but again, there, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, a domestic violence situation, uh, a situation where there's a, an arrest, there's, you know, a DUI, they seem to overlook those a little bit different than when the integrity of the game is put into doubt, right, Ben? So that's all I'm saying. You know, the NFL has had shaky ground with these decisions. It's remarkable. It really is. It really, really is, and how punishments are handed down around the National Football League. Plenty more to still come your way next here on Football Full Circle. It is time to keep it rolling on FFC, live right here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here back on F. FC. It is the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Lacey Guy, here we are an early Tuesday in June. We are not all that far away from kids coming back to campus, getting ready for fall camp and workouts, getting ready for the 2023 college football season. Lacey, you know what we talked about? Yesterday, how AM had an opportunity to win its final game in the regional round of the 2023 NCAA baseball tournament to face off against Texas in the Super Regionals. Yeah, it didn't happen, sadly, there. Stanford holding on late last night in Palo Alto to advance to the Super Regional. But, Lisi, what is really interesting, had AM and Texas both advanced to the Super Regional, we would not have known necessarily who was going to host that Super Regional round next weekend. It's an ongoing conversation, Joe, of the same effect of when AM and Texas become league partners next year in 2024 within the SEC and we finally see these two reunite for the first time since the fall of 2011. There has been some conjecture Joe, some arguments perhaps on whether Austin gets to be the site of that first game between the Longhorns and the Aggies or College Station with AM being the longest standing SEC member of the two schools getting to host that debut as conference opponents within the SEC. Joe, where do you fall on this argument? Oh, I think I would go with obviously Texas A&M. They've been in the league longer. You can't roll out the red carpet for Texas and Oklahoma because they're in the SEC now. You just can't do it. You gotta, you gotta give the teams that have you know blood, sweat, and tears within the conference. And I'm not a big backer of Jimbo, but at the end of the day, I would give the edge for at least a first home game to the Aggies over the Longhorns. Everybody loves the Longhorns, right? We just roll out the red carpet for Steve Sarkeesian and the crew. This is it. This is Texas's year. Quinn yours, Arch Manning. Next year it's going to be bigger, better, stronger. Come on. Mm. Let's, I, before, before I roll out the red carpet to Texas, they need to get to 10 wins. If they can get to 10 wins this year, then maybe I'll think about it. 
Lisi, it's funny you mentioned 10 wins for the Texas Longhorns, who are the favorites to win the Big 12 this year. Their win total is 9.5. The over has the juice, Joe Lisi, at minus 124. The odds indicating a slight expectation. The Longhorns are a double-digit win football team in the 2023 college football regular season. Lisi, do you agree? No, I went through their schedule. I pegged them at like eight and four when I went through it. It's even potential they could be seven and five. Listen, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, they traveled to Tuscaloosa. They're already a seven-point underdog there. I told you that Alabama's only lost one home game since 2016. I know they went toe-to-toe, but at the end of the day, B. John Robinson and Rashawn Johnson are not in that backfield, right? So that is a huge blow, especially when you have to go on the road. And I don't care that Will Anderson isn't there going to be very difficult. They do get Texas Tech at home last regular season game, but Tech beat them last year, and Tech has about 18 starters coming back from the offensive and defensive side of the ball, so that's not going to be easy. Obviously, Oklahoma's going to be improved. They play TCU. TCU has owned them in recent years, so you know Iowa State, I think, is going to bounce back a little bit. So I picked them at 8-4 and four overall. Baylor, I think, will be a little bit more improved, so I don't think it's going to be easy, Ben. I'll tell you, eight and four, I think yeah. is right where I would pick the the uh, Longhorns this year. Could they overexceed and maybe get to nine and three, possibly? But I still think the schedule is up against it for Steve Sarkeesian and the crew. Joe, right now, for the first time that I am seeing, we have odds to make the college football playoff in 2023. It will be the 10th year of this format of crowning a national champion in the spots available to play for that national championship. It will be the final year, Joe. In 2023, we have that four-team format. Georgia is an odds-on favorite, minus 210, to reach the college football playoff. Ohio State, the second-best price at plus 105. Michigan plus 130, Alabama plus 155. Those are the four at this moment. Then USC, Joe, the fifth best price at plus 230. And then Texas at plus 320. The Longhorns, the sixth best price, Joe, in all of college football to reach the college football playoff. I heard what you said right there. That's just crazy. How come? It's crazy because they need to win a big game on the road. Think about the games that they lost last year. They lost to Oklahoma State in Stillwater on the road. They lost to Texas Tech in Lubbock on the road. Where are they going this year? On the road to Alabama. I mean, in order to be a a significant caliber elite team, you need to win top 25 ball games on the road. That has been the MO of good teams versus elite teams. Look at the bowl game. They lose to Michael Pitt on a neutral field. You can't, you cannot make the college football playoff if you're a 500 team or less on the road or on a neutral field site. That has been the Achilles heel for Texas. When they get punched in the mouth, they fold like an accordion. I said it time and time again. Until that changes this season, like I need to see it before I come back. How they could be ahead of a team like LSU is mind-boggling. LSU won the West last year, and I'm not suggesting that I'm drinking the LSU Kool-Aid, but we're talking about a team in Texas that hasn't done it since when? When has Texas done it, Ben? 2006. 
Never. Texas has never made the college football playoff, Joe Lisi. But, you know, but I'm saying the last time yeah. they've had any type of hype was Vince Young right. in the BCS National Championship game. Everything else right. has been smoke and rears for the last 17 years. And the idea that somehow, some way, Texas is always going to be bad. You would think, Joe, with when you were there for a second year under Steve Sarkeesian, they are set up for success. But if Quinn struggles, then, hey, where's that guy Arch Manning sitting on the bench as QB number two? I just want to reiterate this point because I feel like it needs to be reiterated, Joe. Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, and that guy you mentioned before who led them to a national championship game in the mid-2000s with one of the best performances we have ever seen in a national title game at any level, in any championship game, Vince Young in that 2006 Rose Bowl for the Texas Longhorns. Those three players, Joe, are the only three players since the year 2000 when modern recruiting rankings really started to take hold that had a perfect rating as a quarterback entering college. There have been some that have seen a perfect quarterback ranking, but have fallen off slightly as a Trevor Lawrence who was .9999. But Vince Young, Quinn Ewers, and Arch Manning, Joe, one point zero 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 a perfect recruiting ranking all of them have played or will play in the burnt orange of texas so just because arch manning is there do not use that as your bump for the longhorns quinn ewers is the starting quarterback and will remain the starting quarterback. And frankly, Joe, if Texas is worth even nine wins or eight wins, Quinn Ewers has to be up to snuff to take command of that quarterback position. To see the Longhorns, Joe, at a plus 320 price is surprising. However, you can see what the odds are indicating, right? Four teams with the four best prices held from the same two conferences in the Big Ten, and the SEC, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. Joe, we have now seen two consecutive years, but just three of nine years overall, two teams from the same conference get into the college football playoff in a single season. Alabama and Georgia, the first two times that happened, in 2021 being the second of it, and last year, Michigan and Ohio State, both in 2022. Joe, I do not think we are going to see an all-Big Ten SEC CFP this year. So that allows the idea, though, of a team like a USC or a Texas or a Florida State having good odds as well because if you are a champion of the other three Power Five conferences, your path is then laid out for you, Joe. At least it would seem a little bit more clearly. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, everybody looks you're, – you're right about that, right? The Big 12 is up for grabs. Texas does have a lot of returning talent. Xavier Worthy comes back. You know, Quinn Ewers now after one year under his belt. Sarkeesian, that defense, stepped up against Alabama. If they can channel that – and I understand all of that. You know, but, but, but to put them at plus 320 ahead of a team like Clemson that has seven ACC losses since 2014, Ben, is absolutely ridiculous, okay? To put them ahead of a team like Penn State that has Drew Aller coming back, Singleton and and Allen in terms of the running back position, they went toe-to-toe with with at least Ohio State and Michigan for a half. I mean, this is a team that's battle-tested. Texas is not battle-tested. Yeah, on paper, the schedule looks like they can win 10 games, but you have to do it first. This is what they have. 
They have Bama on the road, okay? They have Baylor on the road. They have the, the rivalry game with Oklahoma, Houston on the road. Then they go to TCU, Iowa State, and then they get Texas Tech at home. I don't know. They they have lost to Iowa State in recent years. Matt Campbell has basically owned them outside of last year. So you tell me. We've seen Texas every year say this is it. They're going to get over the hump, and then they go on the road to Ames, or they go into Waco, and they get kicked in the chops or Fort Worth. Tell me that's not going to happen again. I mean, yeah. Who? I'm not going to. Joe, when you think about it. In this nine-year history of the college football playoff, have we ever seen a two-loss team make it to the college football playoff? Nope. That's right, Joe. We never have. Alabama hosts Texas week number two. The Crimson Tide are a seven-point favorite. If we follow the odds and Texas loses that game to make it to the college football playoff, they would have to be undefeated in their other 11. More on Football Full Circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back right here live on FFC. So, Joe, as we are talking about right now, looking at the 2023 college football season, we focused on Texas. But the point stands, Joe, that to make it to the college football playoff, often the best route of doing so is to be a one or no loss power five conference champion if you are able to accomplish those things joe you have a really good shot of making it to the college football playoff if not it opens the door for two teams from the same conference to get there like we have seen each of the past two years because joe we saw a one loss non-power five conference champion and tcu get there last year but at least they reached their conference championship game and that conference championship game was the horn frogs only loss of the year obviously prior to the college football playoff georgia was unbeaten a perfect unbeaten season for the bulldogs capping off 15 and 0 with their second consecutive national championship michigan unbeaten throughout the regular season as well 
well as an unbeaten Big Ten champion, but despite Ohio State, Joe, only losing a single game, that to the Wolverines in the game in the regular season finale, because we didn't have a one-loss Pac-12 champion or a one-loss ACC champion. We did not see a team reach it to the SEC championship game out of the West with only a single loss either. It really opens the door in those scenarios. What Joe would be so fascinating to me in the final year of a four-team college football playoff is, let's say, Texas and USC and some of these bastions of the sport, Joe, Clemson, maybe Florida State, all live up to the hype. They're all 11-1, 12-1 Power 5 conference champions. How does it break down? What happens to the chaos there? How that would lead us, Joe, into the 12-team model that is set to debut in 2024? Because that's what the odds expect with teams like USC, Texas, and Florida State having the 5th, 6th, and 7th best prices respectively, uh, respectively, Joe, to make it to the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, obviously strength of schedule would matter, you know, head-to-head would matter, you know, in that type of situation where we have seven, I mean, well, it's going to be very difficult to break down, but you would have to go, I think as well, teams that haven't been there, right? I mean, you know, let's just take, let's take a situation where it's Georgia and let's say Texas, and let's say Georgia's not an SEC champ and Texas isn't a Big 12 champ. But let's just say somehow, some way, they have one or two losses respectively, right? And it's just equal. We'll just throw it out there. Is the committee going to take Texas because they haven't been in the college football playoff? Are you going to take the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs in that type of situation where they they have an opportunity to make three-peat, right? So so that's what it comes down to. Who are they up against? Are they up against another Power 5 team or are they up against maybe a group of five, you know, conference champion? And the same type of situation, whether it be one loss, two losses, that's what it's going to come down to, Ben, I think, because, you know, you want want to see different teams involved in the college football playoff. You just don't want to see Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State, teams that we've seen year in and year out. You want to sprinkle it up if the resumes match, and that's what the committee's going to have to do if they're they're involved in that type of situation with, let's say, seven or eight teams with one or yeah. two losses respectively. It would be very difficult, Joe, to see those four teams with the four best odds to make the college football playoff. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, in that order to all be, of course, one-loss conference champions. In fact, it is impossible. There is a world, though, Joe, where take the Big East, Big Ten East, excuse me, for an example, where with Michigan playing on the road in Happy Valley, but hosting Ohio State in the game, and the Buckeyes hosting Penn State, earlier in October, you could see all three of those teams, Joe, hand their only loss to the year or the only loss, at least in conference play, to each other. What the tiebreakers would be like for that to determine the team to win the East Division to represent that side of the conference in a Big Ten title game, where now in the eight years we have seen the Big Ten versus Big Ten East versus West format in a Big Ten championship game, and all of the champions hailing from the East That would be something, Joe, to see play out for the college football playoff to select from. The likelihood, Joe, that we get all five Power Five conference champions with one loss or less is not all that strong. If you could put that all into a parlay, it 
probably would be pretty nuts, Joe, to find those really good odds or really big plus money price to make that be the case because Texas has a win total of nine and a half. Even if they go over that, Joe, and they finish 10 and two, they are not a one or zero loss Power Five Conference champion. Lisey, as we focus on the Big 12 once again, of course, there are 14 teams now in the Big 12 for this upcoming season before Texas and Oklahoma depart next year in 2024 to the SEC. Oklahoma has the second best price, Lisey, at plus 340, a six-win football team in the regular season for the Sooners. K-State, the Big 12 champions of a season ago at plus 470, have the third best number. Texas Tech, 12 to 1. You're always a Joey McGuire guy. Baylor, 17 to 1. And TCU, Joe, is 20 to 1, the team that represented the Big 12 in the college football playoff a season ago. If it's not Texas, Lisey, who do you think has the best shot of winning a Big 12 title? Well, I mean, out of the newcomers, I like UCF, and then I'll go with the usual suspects for me. I like what Joey McGuire has done. I like Tyler Shook. Uh, I like Morton, their quarterback situation. Taj Brooks does come back. And, and I like Oklahoma State. You know, uh, again, they're a 60 to one shot to win it all. Now, they get former Texas Tech quarterback and obviously Michigan quarterback Alan Bowman that comes over, right? So Bowman's played in, in terms of the Big 12 before. He's a pro typical drop back passer not really in terms of the RPO game that we saw with Spencer Sanders but you want to give me 60 to 1 with Mike Gundy and the crew uh, I'll take that any day of the week I know they're sort of under the radar right now because of the attrition with Jim Knowles a couple of years ago and obviously Derek Mason moving on but at the end of the day I still think at 60 to 1 with Bowman at the helm and that offense I think they could put up some points and challenge some of the better teams I've already taken them in a couple of parlays. Mm, a couple of parlays for a big plus money price. It will be interesting, Joe. You mentioned this earlier. Oklahoma State doesn't play Texas in the regular season. Last year, the Big 12 had just 10 member institutions, but played a nine-game conference schedule. You played everybody in the league. That is not going to be the case this year. There's 14 teams now in the Big 12, and still only a nine-game conference schedule. Yet, the Big 12, Joe, has no divisions. It never really had under this new format. So, it will be interesting to see how this schedule plays out who it benefits and all of that because in the Big Ten, Joe, it's also a 14-team league but we have the Big Ten West and the Big Ten East still. Obviously, the Big Ten East is decidedly harder to get through to represent that division in a Big Ten championship game than the Big Ten West, yet both teams represent their respective divisions within a conference championship. Not the case in the Big 12. It is no longer the case, Joe, in the ACC also beginning this season in 2023. Yeah, now, I mean, the ACC is interesting because obviously Clemson's there. Is Florida State going to step up? We know that they're a three-point underdog already in terms of that matchup. You know, that's the tightest spread that Florida State's been in Clemson for years now. And Clemson has won five straight in the series. You know, the last time that that was there, that spread was nine and a half. And Clemson did cover on the last play of the game where they got a fumble recovery. The game last year was a six-point game because 
Jordan Travis got two garbage touchdowns in terms of the end of the matchup. If Florida State somehow, some way, could strike the upset over Clemson, they are then the team to beat within the conference. Where is Louisville? Where with Jeff Brom, right? Where is obviously some of the other teams like Miami, 22 to 1? Let me tell you something. I'm going to say it right now. Mario Cristobal came to Miami to change the program. He didn't come to obviously be under 500 out of a bowl in year number one. It's do or die now. They need to get off the mat and they need to get to 9 and 3 immediately, especially when you have a veteran quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. This team needs to step up. Otherwise, you know what? It's not worth the money for Mario Cristobal. How many years are you going to give this guy? I mean, at the end of the day, they weren't that bad, as bad as they were losing a middle Tennessee State as a 26 and a half point home favorite. Mm, talk Am I wrong? Talk, Am I wrong? No, absolutely you're not wrong. How could you be wrong in that scenario? Miami expects to contend at the bare minimum, Joe, for conference championships and thus a spot in a college football playoff. There will never be anything but that hope for the Hurricanes or for Texas or any of the other schools that we anoint back each and every year. Joe, by the way, it's an interesting thing when you look at the Big 12 and the ACC as conferences right now from a win total perspective. Again, Texas is the favorite in the Big 12. Their win total is nine and a half. The over has the juice. The team that has the second best odds to win the conference championship is Oklahoma. Their win total is eight and a half. The over heavily juiced at greater than two dollars. In the ACC, though, Joe, it's the same phenomenon. Clemson and Florida State have the highest win totals in the league, both at nine and a half, both pretty heavily juiced. Clemson actually a little bit better juiced, minus 168 to the over of nine and a half wins than Florida State at minus 142 to the over of nine and a half wins but what that means Joe is even if they hit the over and they win 10 football games does not necessarily mean as we have said a one loss or zero loss conference champion meaning that getting to 11 games based on these win total Joe is going to be a huge huge benefit to whichever one of these teams is going to win this conference championship it's not like Georgia in the SEC, whose win total is astronomical this year. It's at 11 and a half. The under has the juice because you couldn't put the over on the juice and expect a win or, or an undefeated football team. Ohio State, also at 10 and a half. Michigan, 10 and a half. Penn State, nine and a half, but the over has a lot of juice for the Nittany Lions at minus 138. So it's interesting in comparison, Joe, the overall strength of these Power Five conferences in relation to one another. It is. It really is. Again, I'm, you know, Florida State's getting all the hype there, but now they have to live up to expectations. In terms of Florida State and Texas, I think it's similar, right? They're, they're storied programs that are looking for resurgence this year. Everything is headed in the right direction on paper. There's veteran quarterbacks at both, at both programs, and at the end of the day, you have two coaches that were potentially maybe on the hot seat. Well, Norvell definitely was heading into last year before before he saved his job. And you can make the argument that Sark was, you know, after a mediocre first season. So at the end of the day, it's do or die for both of these programs. I think when you look at the ACC, you don't have as many teams that I think can challenge both Florida State and Clemson. Who are we realistically, you know, saying has a shot? Drake May, as much as we love him, are we buying into the defense in terms of North Carolina? Not really. Louisville, with 
Jack Jack Plummer? Are you buying into that? Eh, no. not really. Tyler Van Dyke? Eh, I mean, who? Wake Forest doesn't have now Sam Hartman. So who do we really think outside the top two could challenge the likes of Florida State and Clemson, respectively? Not that many teams. Well, on the I, flip I, side, in the yeah. Big 12, you could say, okay, well, maybe Oklahoma bounces back, UCF. There's a number of teams in the Big 12 that can make some noise, Ben. They're pretty big drop-offs, though, Joe, in both conferences, from Texas even to their most bitter rival in OU and Florida State and Clemson, plus 165 for the Knowles, plus 190 for the Tigers, and then a considerable drop-off to UNC, the third-best price, at plus 650. More on FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're back here for just a few more minutes on FFC. Lisi, you're a sports guy, first and foremost. I'm sure you're well aware, and we'll discuss it on Carver and Lisi tonight with your good pal and big golf fan, Mike Carver. The huge breaking news on this Tuesday, the PGA Tour has come to an agreement to merge with Live Golf. A shocking development that nobody saw, including the best players in the world on the PGA Tour. Joe, there are so many details to iron out. So much information we still need to understand into terms of how this is all going to work or why it happened after the two have been feuding literally legally for the better part of the last 18 months to two years. Now we know, Joe, with this deal, with this merger, all pending litigation is officially come to a close. There have been some, Joe, who would compare this stuff to other sports. In the college football realm, Joe, what would this look like to see a PGA Tour and Live Golf merger? It would be like the SEC and Big Ten merging, I think. No? 
Wouldn't you I say agree. that? Like, you know, but at the end of the day, they, I mean, it's a wash. So the PGA allows 50 or so golfers to go to the live, and then they, they merge back with them. So what did, they, what did they really gain out of it? They got the old golfers that are making three times and four times and 15 times more money now back on their tour. Okay, I said it. I can't wait for the flair to come back to the PGA Tour, baby. I can't wait to talk about it later tonight. It's going to be so interesting, Joe, how it all works, how they all come back to one another. It feels like that idea, though, a conglomerate merging to be the behemoth of that sport would be the Big Ten and the SEC parting from the NCAA and doing their own thing. Except this is the PGA Tour turning its back on what it had said for the better part of two years, turning its back on its players, the moral high ground that it took to now take the large sum of money from the PIF and live golf. Carver and Lisi, that's going to be must listen to tonight, huh, Joe? Always, baby, always. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. When he goes left, Lisi goes right. Keep it locked to Sports Grid Radio right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs. Encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.